Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleadcom that both examines and inspires a certain approach towards life that is based both on personal philosophies and on the writings of people such as Emerson and Thoreau. Please send any feedback to info at naturesleadcom or drop a comment onto either the blog or onto iTunes. This is Series 1, Episode 21, Title, The Deception of Progress. Welcome again. In this episode, I talk about how the ideas of advancement and progress in society can be misleading, and I highlight a few lines by Emerson on the subject. So we'll get to that in a second, but first, today's random window. Welcome to 2007. Above all else, we should be so happy, so excited, that we are living and breathing on this earth right at this moment. With all the confusion and chaos in the universe, with all the swirling hurricanes of light and matter in our galaxy, with all the heat and freeze of our sun and its system's extremities, how it came to be that such a complicated and delicate composite of life like you or me is here, now, in the now, inside the emotions of each breath, is a mystery of beauty and fortune. For we are the live souls, seeing the world now. We are awake and aware. We must every day celebrate this time, to honor those that have passed and to enable those that will come. On to the main topic, the deception of progress. Such a seemingly negative topic to start off the new year. Throwing around words like deception. How dare he? Sounds so evil. That's right, I'm going dark now. Enough of the fluff. The deception of progress, that's nothing. My next episode topic is going to be nature. What's left to shoot? No, I don't think so. Dark is too easy. Society has it all set up for dark. Between movies, TV, and all the news of the world, we could all write how-to manuals on going dark. Stepping into the light is tough. Doesn't hold people as well. We unfortunately rarely see anyone pushing us there. But as far as the negative title, as you've probably noticed if you've listened for a while, the goal sometimes is to attack what we all think we know and look at it with a new light, a new perspective which actually empowers it to be more universal and durable within our hearts. It's all about cracking the shell society has formed around things and seeing what in nature we really have in our hands. What does it mean to you to progress? Apparently, one of the main meanings in our society is to make accomplishing something easier. But if I can toast my bread quicker with only the flick of a button and I lose the time with family or friends around a fire as I heat my bread and learn about their day and life, then what have I gained? What have I lost? And is it being recovered in some other way? The approach to progress by all of us is stupidly focused on the end and not the means. We're a society, 
a culture centering our little beady eyes on results, on the finish line, not on how we got there. A toaster is not inherently bad. Poor toaster, picking on the little guy stuffed in the corner of the counter. I like the toaster, but that's only because I'm focusing on what the toaster is giving me, not what it's replacing. Do I want toasted bread? Yes. Then, ipso facto, the toaster is a good thing. It seems so simple. Who in this world would ever doubt the toaster? Well, yes, a civilized, modern society makes it simple for us. It really takes the decision out of our hands. It's stuffed under the big umbrella of progress and forgotten. What nutrients are being burned out of my bread? Why do I need my bread toasted again? How much electricity is used every year across the nation by toasters? I don't want to change my decision. I just want to know what I gave up. How about television? And believe you me, I love television. I watch too much of it. I watch a lot of sports, movies, weekly programs, documentaries. How much of my imagination did I turn off when we went from radio to TV? And do I add that loss to the amount sacrificed when moving from books to radio? And for that matter, do I then add to that total the initial amount of loss when my family, friends, and I created our own stories from our own spirits and minds before the invention of the written word? It's been a tough road, but I'm hanging in there. Every once in a while, after seeing a a complete movie with every imagined angle and nuance shined bright on the screen with all its detailed glory, After two hours of creative and visual majesty, I sometimes imagine to myself, hmm, I wonder if they truly will live happily ever after. Now that's the type of imaginative give and take I expect from life. My contribution to the experience is palpable. But wait a minute, I thought he wasn't going dark. Okay, hold the train. Let me sit up straight. That's the problem. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Now listen to this. Let's never underestimate the natural value we are earning through both our highest and most mundane activities in life. Getting to work, if you don't work at home, is a process by which you can steal some of the most valuable moments in your day. It may be as simple as the kind old gentleman at the coffee shop that really seems to care about how you are doing in life and sends you on your way with a heartfelt smile. Who else asks about you so sincerely through the rest of your day? It may be simply the diversity of sights you see on your trip that your mind uses to skip off in all kinds of directions, ricocheting off all types of unexpected memories and thoughts. Is there any other point in your day where you are treated to more movement and diversity in your surroundings? Or it may be simply solitude, the time to reflect on your life, the time to consider changes you may want to make, 
the time to listen to your own natural flow of emotional thought. Is there any other point in your day when you are more alone? But I've got a new product, the Insta Commuter 2000. That's right, it slices, it dices, it. Wait, that's the Insta Cutter. Just a second. Here we go. The Insta Commuter. Tired of those long commutes? Ever wonder what the road exhaust is doing to the inside of your lungs? Worried that excessive radio volume could be damaging your hearing forever? Now there's a product to lighten your day. The Insta Commuter 2000. One push of the button and you are zapped to work, ready to go. No fuss, no muss. May cause internal bleeding. You would all go for it. And so would I. I'm trained to see only the bad in what it's removing. It's replacing a long commute. The toaster is replacing long waiting times, etc., etc. Are we cheating ourselves with some of the technology advances we're making? Can there not be a product where we step back and say, wait, that is something that is going to change my life for the worse? We judge a successful advance by if it makes our lives easier and more efficient. Every new product can win, can be validated if it simply makes things easier for us. Cell phones. I held off as long as I could. And don't forget, I work in technology. I love technology. I think it's very exciting, and I enjoy being alive during this time of the information revolution. But cell phones are a great example. With a cell phone, I felt as if I was losing my freedom. I did not want to be tethered to any person nor any device when I was out alone. I wanted to be in the moment. I wanted to experience life raw. I wanted my natural awareness and perception to be free and unfettered. But when friends and family can buzz you instantly with their 62 bazillion free minutes, you are suddenly wired to the grid, strapped up to the medieval electronic rack, stretched and contorted with call waiting and texting and voicemails and ringtones, and all you're trying to do is buy a donut at the local bakery. Can I just buy my donut in peace? Would you please just let me pay the man behind the counter? Look at this. I'm slouching again. Okay, sitting up straight. Ah, where were we? Ah, yes. We're talking about the path here, right? The quality of the path is often greater than the destination. It's an age-old idea, but we rarely see it applied to the idea of modern progress. I'll bet you that drifting down a country dirt road at 30 miles per hour in an old open-top Model T is a richer life experience day in and day out than zipping down the Autobahn at 150 miles per hour in a brand new Lamborghini. Would I like the latter? I would love it. But that love would be based on a very narrow experience. That country ride might include a wide swath of experiences. So many things could be gathered up in my heart and spirit by that ride. Sports offer a great analogy for this. I love to play basketball, 
And yes, I enjoy the competition part of it, as I do in many sports. But I most enjoy the experience, the fun of the game. In basketball, I love the athletic coordination involved in driving to the basket between defenders, the in-air shot decisions as I try to arc the ball over an opponent's stretched out hand. The artistry of motion manifested through your body by your natural abilities. It's a great rush. But, as you may know, there's often a lot of bickering and heated arguments between players during pickup basketball. And the interesting thing is that if I'm on a team that over-argues, that really tries to overpower the opponent through verbal and argumentative intimidation, then I really lose any desire to win. There's a line that's crossed that makes me not want to win by taking that path. The Romantics began to see this shift in people where a person would give up a rural life for the fancy lights and conveniences of the city. Those great writers and philosophers had clear, uncluttered vision of what was being sacrificed, of what was being lost. And much of their efforts were in reaction to this drastic shift in society that the coming industrialized world was establishing. I want to repeat a quote from Emerson that speaks of this problem of ignoring the type of path on the way towards an end goal. I content myself with the fact that the general system of our trade is a system of selfishness is not dictated by the high sentiments of human nature, is not measured by the exact law of reciprocity, much less by the sentiments of love and heroism, but is a system of distrust, of concealment, of superior keenness, not of giving but of taking advantage. It is not that which a man delights to unlock to a noble friend, which He meditates on with joy and self-approval in his hour of love and aspiration, but rather what he then puts out of sight, only showing the brilliant result and atoning for the manner of acquiring by the manner of expending it. For every reason I bring up about the negatives in new technology, I can also bring up 50 reasons to counter it. This isn't meant as an attack on modern technology and progress. It's an attack on how we use it all, how we fit it into our lives. It's an attack on how we are told to perceive it all and how we react. This is the perfect time for this subject because so often a new year implies many new advances, changing things for the better, less strife and problems. I try, in my mind, to always judge a new technology or new way of doing something on both what I'm gaining and what I'm losing. Many people opt to have no television in their home because they feel it only takes away from their lives. Others don't own microwaves, and still others try to ride their bikes to work. I've never made any of these giant leaps, but I do step off the grid every once in a while. I climb down from the rack by banning television for a week or leaving my cell phone at home or even, believe it or not, actually going down to the store with my bike and picking up a couple things. I think by taking some strong pokes at the shell of modern advancements, we can stay more sane and we can, most importantly, understand and see clean through the deception of progress.
That brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well, and don't forget to follow nature's lead.